Today is an exciting day. This is the first ever episode of our Five C's podcast here at Louisa County Public Schools. I'm Andrew Wolfalk, your public information officer, and I'm here today uh, with my co-host and probably the lead host, Mr. Straley, our superintendent. And Mr. Straley, we're really excited for, we're making history today. Indeed, we're excited to be able to promote and showcase the five C's across our school division. And certainly this is going to be a fun way to do it. One more way that we can put the word out about all the great things happening in Louisa County Public Schools. Well, again, we appreciate you, Mr. Straley, for your leadership, uh, getting the five C's out there. So this is an exciting time. And we're going to hop right into our first ever topic. And today we're really excited. We have uh, Ms. Lore, who is our Teachers for Tomorrow instructor. We also have a junior here, Sydney Muller who's also in the Teachers for Tomorrow program. So excited to have y'all on here. Hello, how are y'all? We're doing well. We're, <laughs> we're excited for this. So Mr. Straley, I am actually going to let you lead in here and ask our first question and we'll get our conversation underway. Well, I tell you, if we were, um, uh, I'm excited about this topic because Teachers for Tomorrow, our program that are really growing our own teachers and, and getting our students excited, excited about potential being an educator down the road. It's such an important topic and one of the big uh, obstacles that many divisions are facing. And certainly uh, we have a stellar program here in Louisa that, that certainly is doing great things. And Ms. Laura, I would just ask you, um, if we were on an elevator together and you had to give me the quick synopsis of Teachers for Tomorrow, tell me, tell me what is the program all about? Teachers for Tomorrow is allowing our students to engage in lesson planning um, and getting um, their field experience in the classrooms. They go to Thomas Jefferson Elementary two times a week, every Tuesday and Thursday, and they go to our Little Lions Learning Program um, once a week. Yeah, that's awesome. That's great. And, and certainly part of the excitement is to see the excitement of our students and what they're seeing and their excitement for what comes down the road. And uh, I'm sure you get to see that firsthand, and that's got to be pretty fun for you. It is. Very fun. So uh, talk about the Teacher Cadet Program, and what does that look like at Thomas Jefferson Elementary School? Students enter the building around 8.30, and they go off to their placements. Um, I have students in kindergarten, um, all the way through fifth grade, and even in special education and um, one student working with um, second language learners. And um, they meet back with me in the front of the building at 9:10. Within that time, I like to make my rounds and check in on students and make sure that they are engaged in the lessons at Thomas Jefferson. So I never like to see my students just standing around. So that's when I step in. And then eventually I will get to um, see the students, my students, um, implement their lessons um, in their classrooms. That's awesome. And that's actually a perfect segue into, uh, we have Sydney here. Sydney is a junior at Louisa County High School in the Teachers for Tomorrow program. And uh, Sydney, the other day, Mr. Straley and I walking around seeing the teacher cadets in action. And you, it's not like you were just in the classroom, like just observing. You were there hands-on with the kids. That's got to be fun to be actively involved in the lessons. Mm -hmm. Yes, I feel like when I'm just like there, I'm like a little kid again, and I'm just like, you know, playing with everyone, and like whenever I like walk into the into the classroom, they're always like, hi, like Miss Sydney, so it's just like, it just like warms my heart just to like be with these kids, because like, I'm just like a child at heart, and like, I just, I just love kids, I just love to play with the kids and just have fun. Well, I have to, and also before we actually were even hitting the record button on this podcast, Mr. Straley, you were talking with Sydney just about 
how much it reminds you of you, your passion for teaching back when you were younger. I remember, <laughs> yes, when I was growing up, for as long as I could remember, um, I always wanted to be an educator, a teacher, and uh, I remember um, not only playing school, but also playing bus driver. I would take my bicycle out and ride and just pretend like I was picking up the students and then and then bring them to school and then teach them, you know. And so uh, it's exciting to hear others in that mode, and certainly it's a passion. You want to teach, it's really a passion if you're going to do a great job, and I, I can just hear that passion in your voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just, like, whenever I was young, like, my neighbors would come over, and, you know, we just we were always, like, so close to each other, and like, we'd just be, like, sitting there, and they'd be like, want to play school? And I'd be the first one to be like, yes. Yes, let's play school. Let's just have a blast, and I'll give you math problems to figure out, and then I'll help you figure them out. And there you go. <laughs> Did you have a pretend uh, chalkboard? Oh yes, we. I gave them whiteboards. <laughs> I had like the long point, like stick hand, where like you'd be like, "This is what," it, like on like the board, like on like the board, be like, "This is what it is." And I have this little point, like sticky thing. It was. Fun. And so the fun, fun part, Ms. Lord, is you're dating us because there were chalkboards when we were doing it, and now they're whiteboards, right? <laughs> yeah, so, they're yeah. whiteboards. <laughs> Indeed. I had a chalkboard. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, it's. I, th- I think it's really cool also to see, like Mr. Shirley mentioned, uh, Ms. Lord, you're raising the next generation of teachers, and not only that, but teachers that uh, we're hoping will, you know, come back here in the community and be the future teachers here and educators here at Louisa County Public Schools. Talk about the pride that that instills in you to, to be watching them grow and go through this program. Well, I have a lot of that pride right now because I have two from the program from the previous year. One is at Thomas Jefferson and one is at Jewett Elementary. And just seeing their excitement and passion just outside of graduating and walking the halls at Thomas Jefferson with the student that I just um, helped through this program and becoming a teacher and reaching her goals in education. It is the most rewarding feeling um, outside of everything, and it gets me emotional. (laughs) That's awesome. That's awesome. So with our teacher cadet program and heading over to Thomas Jefferson Elementary School to, to gain that really cool experience, what does that look like for our students? Mr. Straley, when I walk into a classroom, I am looking at the students walking around the room or possibly engaging with other um, elementary students in small groups or providing um, a whole group lesson. Well, that's amazing. So our students are actually getting that small group experience. They're actually able to work directly with students. Um, That's tremendous experience, wouldn't you say? Yes, their leadership potential at that moment and allows them to work on those five C's and communication and collaborating with others. Yeah, and as I've talked to our teachers at TJ who are able to uh, collaborate with our students from from high school, uh, they're so grateful for their help mm-hmm. in the classroom and it, it's tremendous and I think so from one end uh, we're helping our teachers grow to be great teachers um, here at the high school uh, and our students that are in the program but also we're helping students at the elementary level at the same time and uh, what a great partnership that is so great work. Yes, thank you. So Sydney, um, as you uh, as you started this program and engaging more and more in the program, what makes you most excited about it? Like what what says, I can't wait to get to that class? I feel like whenever it's a Tuesday or a Thursday, or in this case Monday, because we went today, I since I have it first block, I like woke up, I'm driving to school and I'm thinking I'm like yes, like, I, we get to go to TJ today, like, yes, let's go. Like, I'm just so excited to just, like, walk in there and just see their faces, like, light up would be, like, just 
it just like warms my heart, like I said. That's so amazing. Fun. That's yeah. amazing. We have such great educators here at LNT LCPS, and to know the future is, is bright as well with just hearing that passion in your voice is exciting. Mm -hmm. And Ms. Laura, this program that you've brought um, and, and really are continuing to build is, is so exciting here. And I just can't thank you enough for the work you're doing. And how can we let some folks know more about Teachers for Tomorrow? Tell us a little bit of information about um, how, can you, how can they reach out and get more information about Teachers for Tomorrow here in Louisa County Public Schools? Uh, the Louisa County um, CTE website and my email is lorenl at lcbs.k12.va.us. Yep, and certainly, uh, yes, you can reach out and get more information about it, but we really appreciate uh, the great work you all are doing. And as superintendent, it makes me so proud to see us growing our own teachers and, and to see the, um, the benefits we're going to reap from that down the road is just tremendous. So just can't thank you enough and so proud of what the work you're doing, both of you. Thank you, Mr. Thank Straley. Thank you. All right, and we are back for segment two of our Five C's podcast. And our second guest, really excited to have Ms. Weddle here from Louisa County High School. She's the 2010 and 2023 LCHS Educator of the Year. But even more importantly, she also leads the Crochet Club at the more high school. Importantly. Go, yes. Ms. Weddle. So she is here today to talk about five ways to keep students engaged. And Mr. Straley, this is an important topic that we all can learn from, keeping students engaged. Indeed. And we talk about the five C's. Engagement is a huge one that, that really filters its way through all five C's. But uh, Ms. Weddle, you are an amazing teacher. And uh, not only do uh, do your colleagues see that, I think I think the world now sees that as 2010-2023 Educator of the Year here at Louisa County High School. And I have been blessed with the opportunity to walk in your classroom on many occasions. But the one thing I always say when I walk in is your students are engaged and they're engaged in discussion, they're engaged in, in what is happening in that classroom, and it's an amazing thing to see time and time again. Can you talk to us a little bit about the magic that you bring out to make all that happen? I mean, it's just really magical when you walk in your room. I think um, engagement is my classroom management strategy. If, if they're engaged, they're probably not misbehaving, and um, it makes them want to come back if they feel they've done something in class. And for me, a lot of that has to do with class discussion. It has to do with, are we, what are we saying to each other? What are we saying about the curriculum? And how are we having that discussion? They love to share their, their opinions once they learn how, and that makes them want to come back for more, so. Yeah, certainly, and that's what you want each day when they're excited to come to your classroom. Uh, so what are, what are some things that you do to really um, bring that engagement to life in your classroom? So um, I made a list here of, like Andrew said, five, but I couldn't stop. So I did five and a half <laughs> reasons or ways to get your kids engaged in classroom discussion. And a lot of these things apply to everything in the classroom. Like the first, number one is, is begin the class with them, not you. Like they need to know that you're glad they're there. And that makes such a huge difference. I, I steal that idea from my sister-in-law, who's a middle school teacher, and she begins every single class by saying to them, I'm glad you're here today. Has anybody told you that? And, and she's also a very strict teacher. I remember one time a kid acted up in class and she literally picked up the telephone and called his mother right there in class and said, you know, Jimmy's misbehaving. Would you talk to him, please? But the kids know that she wants them there 
And that means a lot. And it so, changes the whole dynamic of the room. So building relationships, really building just relationships. building those relationships from the first second they walk in the classroom. And uh, I can tell that's evident in your classroom when I walk in there. So certainly building building relationships is, is key. Um, what are what are a couple other things that you so think of? If, if you have students who are reluctant to talk, who are nervous about talking, I always start with closed questions, questions that the answers are right there, the answers are easy for them to find, and it builds their confidence a little. You get some of those kids who don't normally raise their hands will raise their hand and contribute when the answer is right there. And once you, you're speaking once, you're more likely to speak again. And then is when I start to move into open-ended questions. Open-ended questions, I think, are so important, such an important part of the conversation. They need to learn to explore their own opinions. They need to learn to practice framing those opinions. They need to learn to practice speaking in um, a socially acceptable way. They need to learn to disagree in a socially acceptable way. They need to learn to um, step in and engage in the conversation and acknowledge other people in the room. And I think they find that more fun when there's no right answer. It's just, what is your opinion? Yeah, indeed. And when you can get them to begin discussion and back and forth, you really can make some amazing things happen in the classroom. And and I find that they're kind to each other in that situation. Like they'll stop and say, this is what so-and-so said. And, you know, they'll acknowledge each other in ways that are affirming. So they're not just getting that relationship building from me. They're getting it from each other, too. And I think that helps a lot. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. And then um, talk to us a little bit about you know, as you um, you talk about them being kind to one another and just being able to build that environment in your classroom where it is safe, you know, to have conversations and and no one no one is feeling like they can't talk because they're just nervous of what others may think of them and that type right. of thing. Talk to us a little bit about that. So a lot of times I have kids who, um, I mean, there are kids who you'll get three weeks into school and you don't know what their voice sounds like yet. I mean, they just they just won't talk. Sometimes it's because they're afraid that what they have to say is wrong. So one of my practices that I think really helps is that we always reflect before we discuss. So I'll put a question out for them and they take a minute and we have journals and nobody ever collects the journal. No one's ever going to look at what you've written in that journal. But you get to just sort of feel your way through the question in private before you talk in public so that gives you the idea that you have something to say it gives you the time to reflect on the issue before you raise your hand and converse and then the next step for me is turn to your neighbor and talk to your neighbor because that's a safer environment than out loud also and that now I'm practicing so first I've had an opportunity to think through the question now I'm practicing my response to that question And then after that, I start with, by saying to them, I want to hear what your neighbor said. Not what you said, but I want you to tell me something great that your neighbor said. So now we're showing kindness to each other. We're showing respect for other people's opinions. And that's the safest thing to say. Well, I didn't say it. He said it, and I thought it was great. You know, so it's reflecting that kindness back, but it's also giving you something safe to say. Yeah, indeed. And I think... um being able to have those that, that, that uh, opportunity to reflect and think about what you're going to say um, 
before you say it often leads to really deep in uh, discussions and really rich discussions. Yeah, because sometimes there's, I mean, everybody's got that one kid in class who knows all the answers and answers the question right away. <laughs> as soon as that kid answers the question, everybody else thinks, well, that conversation's over. But if we've had time to think it through, even if that child does answer the question first, well, I've got stuff written down that's different. So maybe I can contribute to this conversation. Well, I think it's fantastic. I mean, what you've gone over so far is really building that relationship from the moment they walk into the classroom, you know, making it, uh, making an opportunity for students where, where it's not, uh, where they're not feeling uh, like their back's against the wall by tossing them a, a softball to a, an yeah. easier question up front. And then, and then having more open-ended, leading that into more open-ended, but then offering that opportunity to reflect on those open-ended questions and then um, creating that environment to where it's, that's a safe discussion uh, and, and no one's going to be um, nervous to talk right. because they know they're not going to be judged and so forth. And in, in this world today, that's so important because people often judge very quickly. But what it sounds like here, what I'm hearing from you, you know, in, in so many cases, you know, you walk into that room or you, you, we've, we've all had it when we've taught uh, where there are one or two students who just dominate the whole conversation. What you, these practices you have in play, it really doesn't set up for that to happen and really doesn't allow for that to happen. Right. And it trains both the kids who are shy. It teaches them that, that they have a voice and it teaches the kids who are not at all shy that other people have voices and that sometimes the kindest thing to do is step back and let them speak. That's awesome. A great discussion again from Ms. Weddle. Five ways to keep students engaged in class. We're going to go over the five she just said in bullet points. Begin each class with them, not you. Toss them some easy closed questions to start with. Number three, ask more open-ended questions. Number four, reflect before discussing. Number five, make discussion safe. And of course, because uh, Ms. Weddle loves to go above and beyond, we've got five and a half points. So go over that half point that you have right there at the end. So for me, the half point is if you want them to be engaged, you've got to be engaging. And as soon as you get behind your desk, you've put a barrier between you and them. And they see that and they feel that and the conversation shuts down. So you got to get out from behind the desk. You've got to be up there in and amongst the kids if you want them to be engaged. You know, that's a great point because I think every time that I've ever been by your classroom, me and Mr. Shraley, you're always up and engaged with them. So that's really cool. I never really thought about that. So if, if I went to a PD session and the, the speaker was sitting behind a desk the whole time, right? I mean, we expect it when we go see other people speak. So we do the same thing. Very cool. Well, again, uh, Ms. Weddle, thank you so much for taking some time to speak with us today. And those are great points that uh, what's cool about these points, too, Mr. Straley, is these are points that uh, and tips that someone who teaches kindergarten all the way to, to 12th grade could use. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we certainly appreciate you sharing with us today and continue to bring the five C's to life here in Louisa County Public Schools. Thank you. For we appreciate me. you. All right, and we are back with our third and final segment of our first ever Five C's podcast. And now we're excited to be joined by Nikki Wagner, who is the tech coach over here at Louisa County High School. And she's got some Gmail tips that are definitely going to be helpful for all of us. Yes, and Ms. Wagner, she is a superstar, so I'm sure uh, she's got a lot of great tips for us today. But certainly, Google is a big part of our life, and certainly Gmail and email um, sometimes can be a bit overwhelming for us as well. 
But give us a few tips on uh, Gmail and three things maybe we should know, everyone should know, to maybe navigate a little bit easier. Yeah, so Gmail has so many really cool features and tools that really can increase your productivity. So for me to narrow down just three is hard, but I would have to recommend the undo send button because how many times after you've sent an email do you realize, oh, I forgot to add that attachment or, oh, I forgot to include that person in the email. And so undo send is just such a cool feature because you can have up to 30 seconds to decide whether or not if you want to delete that email and make any changes to it. And that just um, happens within your settings. So uh, that's something that you can turn on and you can change it to increments of 5, 10, 20, and 30 seconds. So after 30 seconds, you can say, before 30 seconds is up, you can say, oh my gosh, I have to go back and, you know, resend that. But after 30 seconds, that recipient has received it in their inbox. So it looks like in your uh, in our in our settings, we could set a different time. So five seconds, 10 seconds, 20 seconds, or so forth, up to 30 seconds that we could actually have on there. So you could change your mind and say, oops, I don't want to send that. <laughs> yep. I better hold that one just a second <laughs> uh, for whatever reason. So undo send. So that's that's one. That's great. Yeah. How about another? What's, what's a second? So my favorite is by far email templates because I don't know about you guys, but I have found myself having to write several of the same emails. And so what email templates allow you to do is really just save you time in the long run. And again, this is something that you enable in your um, advanced settings of Gmail. And you basically create your email and draft it. And then once you need to use that same template again, you just go down to those three little dots in the uh, compose part of your email. And three dots in, G in Google always mean more options. So if you ever see three dots in Google, more options. Um, and you'll just click on those and choose your template and your email is written. And what this is great for, too, is if you have a certain type of email, like a reminder you send out every Monday or Wednesday or whatever, you can go ahead and have the template. You do not have to rewrite the whole entire email. No, no, you do not. You don't even have to go find the email, copy and paste, nothing. You just find the template and use it. That's great. I also learned when there are three dots in Google or in Gmail, it means more information is there for you to use. So that is learn something else as well. So, so we said undo send, uh, email templates. Uh, what's one other tip? What's one more tip that you think you could give us to help us navigate this Gmail uh, flow we get each day? Yeah, so I would probably have to go with schedule send. And why that is important is because you know, so many of us are busy and we're busy throughout the day and a lot of us, you know, do work at outside of school and maybe we don't want somebody else seeing the time we are sending that email. So you can schedule your email to be sent at any time or any day um, and that is found just right in that blue button where it says send. There's a little carrot and you just choose the date and time that you want it your email to be sent and it's also great whenever you are you know trying to get ahead and you're trying to I guess multitask you can go ahead if you're thinking about that email that you need to send just go ahead schedule send so you don't forget about it I actually really wish that 
text messages have the same feature. <laughs> That's a good point. That's a good point. I oftentimes forget to send text messages. And if I could just schedule send that text message, it, things would be a lot easier. If Apple is listening to this, which they might, that could be a feature in the next iPhone. I mean, I better get a cut of it, too. I like that. Yeah, I'm sure many of my friends would appreciate receiving that in 7 a.m. instead of 1.30 a.m. in the morning. So that would be a great feature as well. And I'll tell Indeed. you, the, the, the great thing about schedule send, two, two things I'll put on there. First, you don't have to change any of your settings. It's already in there. It's just right where you click there. send. You can just click that little, uh, it's almost like a drop-down button, and it's, yeah. it's an option there. And number two, a, a great way that, let's say you want someone to pull a file, but you don't want to email them at 1030 at night. It's great to schedule the send for 8 in the morning so it's at the top of their inbox when they get get to work the next day. That is right, yes. So, Ms. Wagner, great thoughts. You know, certainly... Um, we all always are looking for ways to navigate email just a little bit better for so many that we get each day, but uh, these are great tips. What are, what are the best way for our staff, teachers, members um, of our community, whoever, to get in touch with their tech coach, maybe to get even more tips? Yeah, so that is a great question. We have uh, multiple avenues for you to uh, get in touch with your technology coach. Um, if you want to get in touch with your school-specific technology coach, I would say email or Google Chat is the best way. Obviously, um, if you see them in the hallways and you want to you know, schedule a time to meet up, that's great too. Um, we also have an email that goes to all of the tech coaches, and that's just techcoaches at lcps.k12.va.us, and that, that goes to all of us too. Great. So either they can grab that tech coach's email or they can uh, probably go on the website and quickly find their tech coach and uh, reach out and get as many tips as they can because certainly we need them each and every day. <laughs> each one of us could use these. These are great, and I really appreciate you sharing them with us today. Yeah. Awesome. So, yeah, uh, Ms. Wagner, once again, thank you so much for sitting down with us and doing a conversation about this. Wrapping up our first ever 5Cs podcast, Mr. Australia, it's been fun. It's been great. It's been fantastic. And uh, we're excited about this series coming out and uh, just, again, highlighting the five C's, the, all of the things that are happening across our school division involving collaboration, communication, uh, critical thinking, creativity, and citizenship, and really building, building better minds every single day for success as we move in the future. Awesome. Well, Team LCPS, thank you for listening to our first episode. We will be back again soon with our second episode. And uh, we appreciate your support. And go on out and keep bringing the five C's to life. Have a great day. We are Team LCPS.